And the amount of each of those might, might vary, but still, success is sort of described in those terms. Even people who are introverts, who don't care about how many people know about them, will still often define success in terms of sort of being the best, or at least extremely good in their personal interest. The individual determines what is success by what he or she personally values. And so the gospel today is an opportunity to reflect on what is success for us. What do I personally value? If I were to ask most of you that question, I think most of you would say some combination of your relationship with God and your relationship with your family. But if you really want to know what you value, you need to remember that the scripture teaches us that the heart is deceitful of all things. We may say we value God, we say we value our relationships, but if you really want to know what you value, then ask yourself, where do you put, where do I put my time? Where do I put my energy? Where do I put my money? And the answer to those questions will tell you what you value in life. The question of what you value in life is an important question because the answer has eternal consequences. In another passage in the Gospel of St. Luke, our Lord Jesus Christ tells a parable about how important it is that we consider what's important in life. He tells in the parable of a, a rich man who is really productive and he starts to think to himself, what am I going to do? I have no place to store my crops. And he says, I'm going to tear down my storehouses and I'm going to build larger ones. And then I'll say to my soul, you have lots of goods laid up for you. Eat and drink and be merry. And then in the parable, God says to him, you know, you're a fool because tonight your soul is going to be required of you. And who's now going to own what you have prepared? And then our Lord Jesus Christ ends the parable by saying, so is the man who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So this person valued the things of this earth and forgot about the fact that soon he's going to be facing eternity. He prepared well for a life on earth, but neglected to plan for what was infinitely more important. That's the theme of the passage that we read this morning. What is my treasure? Who do I serve? Our Lord Jesus Christ contrasted the self-righteous teaching and conduct of the scribes and Pharisees with real, true righteousness in the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 5 that we read and the first part of chapter 6 that we read last week. These false religious teachers were perver perverting the law of Moses. They were making it self-serving. They cut out the spirit of the law and they narrowed it to a point where they could kind of work around it. They feigned or pretended to have devotion to God in their religious practices. But in reality, they are more concerned with what men thought than what with God thought. And our Lord Jesus Christ, last week, He exposed the hypocrisy in how they give to the poor, in how they pray, in how they fast. In their religious practices towards others, towards God, even towards themselves, they wanted the honor of, of men more than the honor of God. And so today, after He's sort of correcting these things, He's trying to teach us now, okay, how can I prioritize God and prioritize my heavenly life over the things of this world. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, or treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. So the command is pretty simple. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And the reason for the command, according to Christ, is very simple. Anything you try to save for yourself on earth is subject to being eaten by some insect or some other creature, corroding or being lost, being stolen, 
The things that are stored in heaven, they're not subject to those problems. There's nothing you can store in your treasure that is not subject to what our Lord Jesus Christ says here. Because our fortunes can rise and fall very quickly. Christ's command here is simple and it makes sense. Don't place too much value on the things in the world. If you treasure them as the most important things in your life, if your time, your energy, your finances go into acquiring those things, then one day you're going to find yourself disappointed when they're devalued, when they're destroyed, when they're stolen. And so that you don't understand, so that you make sure you understand that this principle doesn't only apply to material things. Remember that the things that I talked about, the, the things that, you know, people, the world says is success, money, fame and power. Fame and power are not material things. But they can also quickly fade. Add to all of that, that all the things that you obtain here on earth will remain here when you die. You will face God alone without them. But actually these things that our Lord Jesus Christ is saying is nothing new. The Old Testament is full of warnings about this. In Proverbs it says, Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. When you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies towards the heavens. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves abundance with its income. This too is vanity. Also again in the book of Proverbs, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. So the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees and the scribes that he's sort of speaking to today, should have known these things. But they were lovers of money. They were lovers of prestige. They were lovers of power. Their treasure was on earth instead of on heaven. The result would be a rude awakening one day when they stand before God and give account of their lives. Then they're going to know the full foolishness of storing up for themselves treasures on earth. So our Lord Jesus Christ, He says, don't store up treasures on earth, but actually store them up in heaven. We don't need to spend our time, our energy, our finances in trying to acquire fame, fortune, and power. Our focus is not supposed to be on earth, but on laying up for treasures in heaven. That's why actually we read this right in the beginning of Lent. Most especially during this time of the year, my focus should be laying up for myself eternal treasures. Again, the reasoning that God gives is simple. Treasures on earth could be eaten, could be corroded, could be stolen. Treasures in heaven are secure. They're going to remain. That's the better, the more wise, the more prudent investment. What did our Lord Jesus Christ mean by treasures in heaven? Definitely there's a component of treasures in the literal sense, like finances, money. But I don't think that's the only thing. The reference is to use my time, my energy, my finances to pursue after those things that have eternal value. Those things that are going to have value in heaven, not just on earth. You all know the story of the young rich ruler. It's in the Gospel of St. Matthew, Gospel of St. Mark, Gospel of St. Luke. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when He knew the guy's heart, He said to him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Our Lord Jesus Christ put him to the test to expose what do you value most? Would it be earthly treasure or gaining heavenly treasure? Would he trust riches or Christ? And the man chose his earthly riches and what did he do? He went away sorrowful. Our Lord Jesus Christ says a similar thing to his disciples. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make for yourselves treasures which do not wear out. 
unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. We need to understand the point that our Lord Jesus Christ is making here in those two passages. He's not saying just that treasure in heaven is gained by giving away treasures on earth. Otherwise, rich people would have an advantage, right? They have more things to give away. Our Lord Jesus Christ is teaching that treasure in heaven is accumulated by keeping godly priorities and by living righteously and being obedient to Christ and following Him. Giving to the poor is simply a righteous thing to do. As we saw and were commanded in the Gospel last week. The New Testament talks about treasures in heaven or rewards, heavenly rewards in lots of places. And from those passages we can get a clear understanding of exactly what our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. For example, in the Epistle of St. James, he says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those that love him. One treasure in heaven is the crown of life. So a treasure in heaven is the crown of life. In the Gospel of St. John, our Lord Jesus Christ says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And in verse 24 he says, He who does not love me does not keep my words. So this treasure, the crown of life, is, is acquired by loving God and demonstrated by obedience to His commands. So Christ's command to us this morning and our focus during this period of time and season of the church is not to get caught up in trying to accumulate for ourselves the things of this earth. Don't place high value in the things that the world has to offer. Use my time, use my energy, use my finances to further the kingdom of God. Live my life in trust and obedience to Christ and in helping others to do the same thing. So as we're in the first weeks of the fast, it's a good chance for us to ask ourselves, where is my heart? That's sort of the underlying question that our Lord Jesus Christ's commandments concerning where we lay up our treasures comes from. Where is my heart? It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your heart is set on the things of this earth, you're going to be busy about the business laying up for myself treasures here. If I value fortune, my finances are going to go into things like my financial portfolio, big houses, fancy cars, nice clothes, jewelry, vacations, and not into spreading the kingdom of God. If I value fame, I'm going to spend my time and my energy into doing whatever it is that you think will bring you praise from people instead of honor from God. If you value power, you're going to strive to climb to make your way up to the top of whatever ladder so that you have control over the people that are below you instead of being a servant of others in the kingdom of God. A very simple, very easy way to know what my heart values is to look at my financial receipts and my calendar. Where do I spend my money and where do I spend my time? If you look, where do I spend my money and where do I spend my time, you will easily be able to tell what does my heart value. The location of my treasure reveals my heart. Is it on earth where it can be destroyed by decay or be stolen? Or is your treasure in heaven where it's going to pay eternal dividends? Where is my treasure and where is my heart? At the end, our Lord Jesus Christ sort of sums up everything by saying, no one can serve two masters. Either he will love the one and despise the other, or, or, and then he will despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. 
Master here, when he says master, doesn't refer to sort of like your boss at work. Because obviously even your boss at work, your allegiance to your boss, to him or her is limited. Right? And you can work for more than one employee, employer, and actually many people do. Master here is like the term for like a slave owner. A slave can't serve two masters because a slave's total allegiance belongs to his owner. And in this matter of God versus mammon, riches or material wealth, only one of them can be our master. So that's the question. Who is our master? Who do we serve? You will be a slave to one or to the other. Do your possessions own you and you serve them? Or does God own you and you serve Him with all you are and with all that you have? If you haven't given sort of serious thought to this question recently, then maybe you need to sit down this time during this period and consider it carefully. Look at my spending. Look at my calendar. How do I spend my time? How would you feel if Christ was examining these things with you? Plot out what you do with your time, with your finances. What will you say to him when he asks you to give account of the time you spend? Where are you laying for yourself up treasure? Is it here on earth or is it in heaven? Where is your heart? Is it on the things of the earth or the heavenly things? Is your eye clear? He talks about having a good eye, a singular eye. Is your eye clear and receiving spiritual truths and blessings? Or is it bad and God's truths are being shut out? Are you deceiving yourself? Who do you serve? God or mammon? If you cannot say with confidence that you serve God and your treasure is in heaven, then our hope and our opportunity today is for repentance and to change my plan. If I do not turn to Christ to receive His forgiveness, to follow Him, to become His disciple, then one day you're going to find all of your treasures destroyed or rusted or corroded or stolen and you're going to be separated from them while you're standing before God with no excuse. May God give us this time during Lent especially to take account for ourselves, to take stop where our treasure is so that we can find our treasure in heavens with eternal reward and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.